Welcome to the Universal Sisterhood podcast. We're hoping to create a place where women can delve deeper, lift their gaze higher, live freer, laugh louder, smile brighter, and be the authentic woman she was designed to be. Every human heart is created to be known, loved, and understood. So this is the place where women can share their stories. On the 1st of February, 2020, as the sun set on a terribly hot summer's day, seven cousins went out to buy ice cream. Only minutes into their walk, they were struck by a drunk driver. Three siblings, Anthony, Angelique and Sienna, along with their cousin Veronique, were killed. The other three, Liana, Marbel and Charbel, now live without them. Leila Adela, the mother of Anthony, Angelique, Liana and Sienna, faced TV cameras the next day and spoke with absolute faith, grace, peace and forgiveness. Her vulnerability and composure was nothing short of miraculous. She captivated my heart. She is a woman who is completely secure in her identity. She knows who she is and whose she is. She knows that she is a daughter of God. She knows that God is who he says he is, a loving father. Her eyes are fixed on her eternal home, heaven, where three of her children now wait for her. When tragedy strikes, we look for someone to blame. However, Layla did not. She kept her gaze firmly fixed on Jesus. I want to learn something from her. I want to be able to keep my eyes firmly fixed on Jesus, no matter the storm, even if I can only just keep my head above the crashing waves. Because I can see in her that he pulls you through. My mother always used to say to me, darling, truth, beauty and goodness is so attractive. Now I understand why Layla Adala has captured my heart and thousands the world over. John Paul II, in his apostolic letter on the Christian meaning of human suffering, says, Suffering exists in the world in order to release love, in order to give birth to the works of love towards neighbour, in order to transform the whole of human civilization into a civilization of love. In this love, the salvific meaning of suffering is completely accomplished and reaches its definitive dimension. Suffering is a spiritual mystery, not to be solved or simply endured, but entered into a passage with purpose. In the light of faith, suffering can be a school of love in which we learn priceless lessons about God's inexhaustible mercy and about human resilience and about the beauty of human love. Layla's story is precisely this, that through her suffering, she chose to meet Christ there. On her darkest day, she, through her extraordinary faith, was able to bring his light to the world. It is in the darkness that we quickly learn and understand the importance of light. For without light, we lose our way. Things don't make sense. Somebody who demonstrated this light in such darkness is Layla Abdallah. 
So uh, with that, I would love to welcome Layla to the podcast. Thank you, Jessica. Um, I really want to thank you for being here. I'm really grateful. And for those listeners that don't know you, who have probably lived under a rock, because everybody knows who you are, could you share your tragic yet beautiful story with us? My name is Leila Abdallah. Um, I come from a Christian family. I grew up on my rosary. My mom used to make us every night at 7 o'clock, kneel down, pray the rosary. She used to turn on the candle and light up and put the incense on. Um, I got married to Daniel Abdallah, came to Australia, and I had six beautiful kids, Anthony, Angelina, Liana, Tiana, Alex, and Michael. I fo we focused on God. God was the center of our family because we believe family that prays together stay together. Um, and on the 1st of February, our life has changed forever. We've lost three of our kids. We had a birthday party. I was quickly getting ready to go. And as I was getting ready, um, the kids went to buy an ice cream. Within 10 minutes of the walk, I went to the car. I was going to pick them up. I had my hand on the door handle. I was closing the door. And my sister ran outside. She goes, something's wrong with the kids. She pushed me out of the car, jumped in, and Danny took off. So I quickly went inside with the other kids um, in the car. And I followed them. And when I got there, I saw Angelina. Sienna, Sherbel, um, Anthony, and Veronique on the floor. It was it was a horror movie. I can't mm. even describe it. it. Was beyond words. And Liana was coming to me. Her head was bleeding, and she's crying, saying, "Mom, I don't want to lose you. Like I lost my brother and my sister. My my niece, my niece. She actually has hurt herself too. She was with them, and everyone around was screaming." But my natural reaction was, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. My husband surrendered to God at this moment because what happened was bigger than us. I was in shock. And I guess because as a young child, I was always praying, praying. Even when I go to the dentist, while he's working on my teeth, I pray. While I'm driving, I pray. Prayer has become my natural reaction. It's something I do without even realizing. It's part of who I am. So I was praying at that moment. And then the ambulance came in. Me and Liana jumped in the Danny goes to me, go with Liana to the hospital. But I didn't think my kids were dead. I didn't think God's going to take them from me at that moment and at that time, this way. That's why I went with Liana to the hospital. And this is when I found out that my kids, Anthony, Angelina, Sienna, and their cousin Veronique, have gone to be with God in heaven. So you found out at the hospital? Yes, at the hospital. Mm. I didn't think on the scene that that's going to be the last time I see my kids. To be honest with you, I was, Angelina, she was smiling. So I thought she's smiling. There's nothing wrong with her. She's going to get up and that's going to be fixed and nothing's going to be wrong with them. Mind you, they looked like they were gone. My husband knew straight away. Mm. But I didn't. I think something has like... It's like I was there, but I wasn't there. Something like made me blind. Like I couldn't see while I was there. I don't know how to explain it. It's protection, maybe. Yeah, God has protected me. And that's, I think, through the power of prayers, God has protected me. You're right. So I wasn't able to know that they were gone. Mm. You didn't have that trauma 
I mean, you have trauma, but you didn't have that physical. I was calming everyone around me. My sister was screaming. I got relaxed. There's nothing wrong with them. Start praying. There's a stranger next to me. I go, please, you need to pray with me. All what I was doing is I was literally praying on the scene. You were a peace, peace giver, provider. Yeah. An instrument of peace. The Holy Spirit was really working at that time and God was really with us at that time. He really protected us from what we saw. When you said that your sister said that there was something wrong with the children, did she know or she just felt that there was something? Did she hear something? She felt it. Uh, her, so mine is Mabel. She mm-hmm. let her mom straight oh, okay. away. And within a second we were there. Mm. Wow. It's only two streets away from my house. Mm. So it wasn't even five, ten minutes into the walk. Wow. Yeah, it was so quick. And and how how does somebody have faith like that? You said that you grew up in a Catholic, Catholic family. family. Um, was it a love for your faith, for Our Lady, or, or was it more? I know people think, oh, you're, you're told to pray and, you know. I love God so much that I chose to live my faith. I was in love, love, love. With my, like, I'm in love with my faith, actually. I love God so much. Mm. Um, so when I pray one rosary, I, lo- I love my rosary that I want to pray a lot of rosaries. Some days I want to go twice to church. Even some days I go twice to confession. Not all the time, but I, I try my best to. And whenever I'm praying, like I used to take it to the, other, to the next level. Mm-hmm. And my love for Christ made me think of becoming a nun. But at the same time, I love children. So I was praying um, to God, saying, God, if you want me to become a nun, come to my dream. I leave everything and I become a nun. And if you want me to get married and have kids and honor you, put the right person in my life. And God chose for me to meet my husband. His first question was, do you pray? Mm -hmm. Which is what attracted me to him. That was my son from God. Mm. And uh, we started our own family. And the night my husband met me, he went back to his hotel room and he it was love from the first sight, from his part. So he went to the hotel. <laughs> Feeling was <all> mutual. <laughs> no, I thought he was good looking, but I didn't take notice of it because my mom was pregnant at that time uh-huh. and I was focused on her. I want to make sure she's okay, she's comfortable. Your mother? Yeah. So do you have a big family? Yeah, between me and my sister, there's 19 years difference. Wow. She looks like my daughter. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Are there Are there any kids in between? Yes, I come from a family of five. Mm-hmm. There are four girls and one boy. Wow, that's so beautiful. Yeah, so when Daddy went to the hotel, he was he said to pray. He goes, God, if that's the one for me, bring her closer. And if it's not, take her away. And he looked up and he saw Mother Mary with her hands opened, which is Our Lady of Lebanon, Harissa. I've seen her a lot lately. <laughs> Did you? Oh, in, is she the Our Lady that's on top of the... Cathedral, is it? Yeah. yeah. I got married there. Oh, wow. How beautiful. Yeah. It's a very special place. Yeah. Um, I haven't been. I don't think I'll be going anytime soon, but I would love to go to Lebanon. I really would. It's like it's the Paris of the Middle East, is that yeah. right? Yeah. Lebanon's very nice. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to get back to your, the love that you speak because the day after your children died, we everyone's seen the footage of you walking down the footpath where they were killed um, and you were extremely composed and you didn't speak condemnation or, or hatred. You were, you forgave. You said, 
something along the lines of, I forgive him in my heart, I, I think. And that, I think, was such a, um, a, a, people didn't expect that. And that is what Christ said. Like he, he kind of turns things upside down and makes people see the other side. And that was what you did that day. And I think you changed something in many hearts of Australians because they, they couldn't get their head around it. How could this mother who's just lost her children forgive the man that killed them? Um, and that is a testament to your faith, your strong faith and the love you have for not only Jesus but humanity. Yeah. And that's so needed now. Um, so I want to thank you for that because you, I thought, oh, my goodness, this woman has something that's unbelievable. And the fact that she was able to deliver that. So, Leila, I would love to talk about how you, in your um, ability to see, seek forgiveness and love, how your um, actions really resonated with people. I mean, you could see it the day after when you had throngs of people filling the streets praying the rosary i mean that in itself is a testament to the power of faith in such sadness can you explain that uh, when i lost my kids and um, i went the next day on the scene obviously i was kneeling down and praying and this is when i forgave the driver and the people were coming up to me and they said um leila what do you want to do? And I said, I just want to pray the rosary. First, I asked for the Stations of the Cross. I said, I just want to do Stations of the Cross. The priest came with his Stations of the Cross. A lot of people came in. Um, and then they said, what else do you want to do? I said, I'd like to do the rosary. Then we organized another night for the rosary. Because really the only thing I could do at that time is pray, pray, pray and leave the rest with God to give us strength and the wisdom so we can prepare for what to come, which is the celebration of their lives, which is the funeral. Mm. I noticed also another remarkable thing, the day of the funeral. When, when I found out, because I saw that, you know, you had strangers praying the rosary, I thought this woman is such a woman of faith. Um, and then I found out that your children went to um, an Anglican school and I, my immediate reaction was not not judgment, but just, oh wow, that's that's an interesting choice. But the moment I saw those King's boys in front of the co-cathedral of Our Lady of Lebanon, and um, the you you had the ability, your suffering had the ability to bring Christian denominations together, and it was absolutely breathtaking. Um, can you talk a bit about that? Thanks. Um, religion starts from home. Um, family that prays together, stay together. So obviously me and Danny really instilled in our kids strong faith from home. Kings and Tara have very good education and they're still Christian. They have um, strong Bible teaching, but we are Catholic. We believe of the body and blood of Jesus Christ that we, re we receive in the Eucharist. Every Sunday we make sure we go to church and uh, we focus on mass because mass is very important. And sometimes before uh, school, my kids will go to church, um, they take the Eucharist, and then they go to mass. 
Um, and then on the day of the accident, Anglicans, Catholic, Orthodox, Hillsong, Pentecostal, they all came together under one mass, under the Catholic Church, under one roof, and they celebrated my kid's life. And one of um, the lady, the singer actually, who sings um, Shout to the Lord, mm -hmm. Darlene, she said, Leila, it felt like a touch of heaven on earth. Mm -hmm. And I go, thanks, Darlene, for saying it, because I felt the same. Nothing, there's nothing better than seeing all of the Christians coming together, because we all believe in one God, in one Jesus Christ, uh, who died on the cross for us and for our sins. It was beautiful. It, I just, I kept crying. I was very emotional because it was, as you said, a foretaste of heaven. It was just so beautiful to see all the denominations together. And that's what he wants. He wants us to be united. And grief in, in a really roundabout way can do that. We even had Muslims and atheists coming as well and praying with us. And there's pictures of Danny hugging them and me hugging them in the church, begging them feel welcome in the house of God. So beautiful. Thank you. So Christ-like. That's the Holy Spirit who worked in the midst of all this. Yeah, totally. And you can see you're so docile to the workings of the Holy Spirit that it's it's palp like you can touch it. It's tangible. It's, it's beautiful. Thank you. When we pray, we surrender to God and we ask Him to use every part of us. We ask Him to use our words to speak words of wisdom. We ask Him to use our legs so we can meet the right people in our life and to be able to go to the right places where God wants us to go. We ask Him to use our hands so we can do work of charity and glorify Him. So we ask God to use every part of our body and we just completely surrender to Him and to His will and He's working in us. Every one of us on this earth is an ambassador of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Another thing that I noticed was um, Australia had just gone through one of its worst summers on record. We had bushfires from the, running down the whole east coast of Australia. We'd been in drought for many, many years. And the evening your children went back to their heavenly home, I, I remember it being a very, very, very hot night. And I woke up the next morning and my first reaction was, it's raining. And I thought, oh my goodness, that rain is because of that lady's children. Do you remember the rain? My kids were praying for the fire and drugs and it was a hot night. And when they passed away, when they took their body from the ground, it started to drop, the, the rain started dropping. And I did, me and my husband noticed there's no more fire, no more drugs, it was raining. Mm -hmm. And um, even the priests were coming to us saying, thank you, thank you, you filled up our church, you filled up our confession box, we're coming to get our strength from you. And this is just in the week of preparing the kids' funeral. And we believe that these were miracles, the drafts, the fires, mm -hmm. and filling up the churches and the confession boxes. But all that has happened through the power of the Holy Spirit that works in, these, works in us and in these innocent kids who went as a sacrifice. Mm. It was it was remarkable. It was almost as you said, instantaneous. Um, I remember it rained that whole week, and then the day of their funeral, it stopped just for a short window, 
Did, did you realize that? Yes, they said it's going to rain on Monday. Mm. So everyone came up to me. They said, Leila, it's going to rain on the day of the funeral. And I said, no, it's not going to rain. The kids are going to stop the rain. And that day, when it's meant to be um, a rainy day, it was nice and sunny. Even the next day for Veronique's funeral mm -hmm. was nice and sunny day as well. What a gift. It is. They definitely are saints and we really need to pray to them more. Yes, Sienna, um, she healed a lady in Newcastle. The priest is aware of it. She is not Lebanese, she is not Catholic, she is Orthodox Greek and she doesn't know us. She reached out to us through someone on Facebook and she said to us she had a dream of the kids and in her dream, Sienna said to her, you breathe funny. She touched her chest and she woke up from her dream breathing fine. She goes, I had breathing problem for the last couple of years. She has a medical medical report that they know her history, and now she's healed. So we spoke to the priest, and he's following up what's going on with her. It's amazing. Yeah, even Sienna's tear at the moment of praying, it was a sign for us. So we're just praying that if the kids are saints, let God let them be canonized. Work through them. Yeah, yeah, and work through them. Beautiful. Do you feel your children's presence around you? I feel my kids' presence all the time, especially when I went to the viewing. I felt that my kids are walking with me to see their body. I didn't fear that I'm going to see my kids uh, dead in front of me. I felt the presence with me, so I walked inside with so much strength. I was holding everyone's hand. We were praying to our Father, Hail Mary, oh my Jesus, on every child. And as we were saying the Oh My Jesus for Sienna, a tear formed on her right eye and it came down her cheek and it stopped. And everyone around me has seen it. And even the white lady funeral said, I've been in the industry for 15 years and I've never said, seen anything like that in my life. And at the time of the funeral, I felt my kids' presence around me. I felt they were walking beside me every step of the way and they were carrying me through it i didn't feel that my kids were in the in the coffin in front of us or three of them we felt that they were around us and a lot of people at that moment they were able to feel it as well because of the peace mm. that me danny felt and was able to flow to everyone around us even at the at the barrier we were asking, I was asking God, okay, God, my honor, my kids are with you. I've been talking about you. I even asked him for a sign. Okay, give me a sign. Show me your cross. Show me something. And someone whispered in my ears, have you added your kids' age, which turned out to be 33, the age of Jesus when he died on the cross. Anthony was 30, Anthony was 30 uh, Angelina 12, and Sienna 8 years old. And after that, also the resurrection, which is three crosses, in front of me that was my sign from my kids and my god and there is a lot of other um signs i can go on and on mm -hmm. and i'm sure you can do your children sense that their siblings are close they don't sense it because mm -hmm. i think they are too young mm -hmm. liana alex and michael um but they do have a dream of them what a gift yeah it is we're blessed yeah um, women have this unique gift of honouring the sacred. We, we push life into being and we're often, more often than not, the ones that prepare bodies 
before they leave. Uh, well, they've already left, but we usher them into eternity. Um, how have you found that your feminine qualities have helped you navigate this tragedy? Uh, women are so powerful. That's why God gave us the ability to carry our kids inside us and to give birth and to be able to raise them and nurture them and love them and, and see, feel every breath of them. And I think women, we have a very powerful role. We are the one who bring love and peace to the family. We determine how the house mood is going to be like, you know. And I, and I feel like, to be honest with you, God took us from the man's trip so we can compliment him. Mm -hmm. So as a husband and wife, our job is to compliment each other, not to take each other's job. Mm -hmm. And uh, I found women are so powerful, even when they are at home, raising their kids, preparing them for life, because you don't know what life is hiding to any of us. And yeah. Yeah, that's so true. We, we have no idea what's around the corner. All we can do, focus on is the here and now and we shouldn't be competing it's true we have our own gifts and talents and purpose and as women we do have the ability to enjoy every moment and to focus on the now like, and get our kids well prepared spiritually and yeah and physically do you feel that you and Danny um, grieve differently um, Danny and I grieve in a different way. Danny asks God, why me? Why would you do it to me? And I ask God, God, why did you take our kids? What do you want from us? Why this way? And a lady, she is a chaplain, she said to me, asking God questions, it's very healthy. It's a form of praying your psalms. Mm -hmm. And by me asking questions, I'm allowing God to give me an answer because he say, ask and you shall receive. And I'm allowing him to counsel us through it. And I feel a lot of questions I've asked God. He's starting to answer them to me and make me realize things that I wasn't able to see at the beginning. Mm. It's true. It's a, it's a relationship. Jesus is relation, relational and you are giving him a, an opportunity to respond to you. Yes. I ask God, I ask God, God, why did you take three of our kids mm. and their cousin, mm. why this way? And I heard a lot of people, they send me testimonies and a lot of people had got stronger in their faith. A lot of people had got close to God. A lot of people have left some habits who destroy them, who actually, sorry, distract them mm. from God and turn even closer to Him. And I think the kids went this way for a lot of people to come closer to their faith and to see God's love and forgiveness and peace, maybe through us, because we are all ambassadors of Jesus Christ. And if we allow the Holy Spirit to work in us, He will work in all of us. So true. St. Catherine of Siena says, Leave it all to Him. Let go of yourself. Lose yourself on the cross, and you will find yourself entirely. I look at you, Leila, and I think that you've found out, you are finding out every day more and more who you are, and that you are totally loved a daughter of, of the King and destined for heaven. Thank you. And that, that's purely through your suffering. Um, we, I know we, if, if, if we have faith, 
we get there eventually. Well, hopefully we get there eventually, but through suffering, it's kind of like a a, a, a quick, a quicker route, I, I imagine, to to discovering. You just took me back um, even to my childhood. Mm. I used to say, when when we are christened, we become a temple for the Holy Spirit, God's kids, God kids, and the brother and sister of Jesus Christ. And that was something I lived by all my life. And I looked up to Mother Mary and her purity. And you're right. Now through my suffering as well has even been confirmed more and has carried through to that time that I was able to demonstrate that, yes, I am God's daughter. I am a temple of the Holy Spirit and I am Jesus Christ's sister. And I was able to gain that through my christening. And and the more you become like him, the more, more you reflect him. And I think that's why people are so captivated by you because you reflect the face of Christ. Thank you. The face of our, of our Blessed Mother. I ask God to use us according to his will, um, not to our will, to use our mouth to speak words of wisdom, to use our hands to help others, to use our legs to go to the right places and help the right people. And I do offer God every single part of my body to be used according to his will, not according to my will. Mm. That that's heroic. <laughs> it's it's heroism, and it's that's what gets you gets you eternal salvation. It's beautiful. Um, Jesus offers peace, and it, it it's not fragile. It's beyond fear and anxiety. It doesn't depend upon whether we're feeling healthy, we're feeling loved, we're feeling safe. Um, it's an inner peace an absolute assurance that we're connected to the source of life in such a way that absolutely nothing can ever sever it, not a tragedy like the one you have um, endured, not sin, not horrific suffering. We're conditionally, unconditionally loved and held um, by the source of love. And you cannot, um, you can't but not give love if you have felt that love. Yes. And that's that's what you are portraying. If you if you love God, then you love yourself, and then your love would flow to everyone around you, to your husband, to your kids, to your friends, to your community. And like you said before, you are an image of Jesus Christ on this earth. We are ambassadors. We are made according to God's image. Well, Layla, I pray for you every day. Thank you so much. I pray to your children. I do talk to them. I've just noticed that one of my kids has put your rosary beads over there on the on the hook of the cabinet. Can you see? Yeah. It's so cute. <laughs> um, and I want to thank you for your witness because it was beautiful. And it's ever, nothing goes unnoticed and nothing is wasted. And your suffering bears much, much fruit. Thank you so much, Jessica, for your prayers. Thank you for having us. Thank you for being as well light to the world. In uh, during, thank you for being a light to the world. May God bless you, and may He keep using you um, to spread His word to all the women and to all your audience. And um, may they always be with us. And all of us here on this earth are meant to encourage each other to be a better Christian 
better person and to encourage each other to actually point to heaven and to, be, to make it there. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you so much, Jessica. So before we go, Leila, always on the podcast, I ask my guests something that brought them joy this week. So it can be anything. It doesn't have to be um, religious. It can be a song you heard on the radio. What brought you joy this week? My family and I had the honour of meeting uh, the Prime Minister Scott Morrison and his wife and it was a very special time spent with them. Uh, they kept they Christian and um, yeah, we both we all share the same value which is the love of Jesus Christ. Oh, lovely. Did you have lunch together or was it just Yeah, a... we did we had lunch with them. They're very nice people. How beautiful. That's that'll bring you joy for a while to come. Thank you. <laughs> That's lovely. Thanks, Layla. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Universal Sisterhood Podcast. It was such a pleasure to sit down with Layla and hear her story. She is a woman that displays such faith, such trust, such childlike surrender to God, her father. We live in such uncertain times that fear plays a big part in our lives. And it reminded me of something that I've read recently by Dr. Peter Kreeft. He says, faith is the answer to fear. Deep down, we are all afraid of suffering or of dying or of God's judgment or of the unknown or of weakness or of our lives slipping out of control or of not being understood and loved. We sin because we fear. We bully because we are cowards. Faith casts out fear as light casts out darkness. John 1.5 says, God has shone his light into our world and it is stronger than darkness. That light is Jesus Christ. And if Layla can turn to that light on her darkest day, so can we. If you want to follow along with more things with the podcast, go over to Universal Sisterhood over at Instagram. Have a great day.